Hey out there, quarantineagers and anyone drinking quarantinis, this is another episode of Quarantine Stuff You Should Know with your host, AJ Hannenberg. Now, usually we have a podcast called Classical Stuff You Should Know. If this is your first time listening, please go back and check out our actual episodes. This is a solo project because I'm quarantined alone without the other two counterparts that usually go with classical stuff. So it's not our usual thing. Our usual content is far different. So you can stick around and hear some stories or you can go back and check out our actual content in previous episodes, which I wholly recommend that you do. I should also preface this episode by saying there's some adult content here. If you're listening with kids or sensitive ears, you might want to go somewhere else. Some of these old stories get a little, a little body, right? There's some adult themes. So please, if you're listening with kids, maybe flip to a different episode. If you're still interested, I'll tell the story. It's not really going to be that graphic. It's just a little more graphic than usual. So I thought I'd give you guys a heads up. I am currently telling a story, again, if this is your first time, from The Decameron, which is a book written around 1350 about people sheltering from the Black Death in quarantine and telling stories to entertain themselves. So very applicable to what's going on right now. Okay, so we just heard a story. Oh, uh, one last thing. I will try to tell the story as closely to the original as I can. Maybe I'll interject a few thoughts, but for the most part, any opinions expressed as I tell the story are that of the original author or the original teller, and I will maybe throw a little of my own thoughts in at the end if I happen to have any. So here we go. Dionio didn't even wait until he was called on to tell his story. He just jumped right in and he said, now I've heard how Abraham saved his soul through good advice. And I've heard how Melchizedek used his wits to defend his wealth from Saladin. I'm going to tell how a monk cleverly saved his skin from severe punishment. Now, one time in Lunigiana, there was a monastery that once had more monks and more holiness than it does today. There was one young monk who was so young and so fresh and so vigorous that neither vigils nor fasts nor chanting nor any of monk life could really beat it out of him. He was just so young. Now, around noon, while all the other monks were sleeping, he was walking around the church, which was pretty isolated when he caught sight of an extremely attractive young girl. She was a cutie, and she might have been the daughter of one of the workers out there, but in any case, she was just drop-dead gorgeous, she was collecting greens, and he became consumed with desire. Well, our young monk walked over and struck up a conversation and one thing kind of led to another and then they came to an understanding and he took her back to his cell. Now, as he was sporting with her, he got a little carried away and threw all caution to the winds and got a little noisy, which drew the attention of the abbot who happened to be nearby. Now, the abbot listened by the entrance of the cell and he realized what was happening, that there was a woman and he decided, after, after thinking for a second, he decided against surprising them in the middle of it and just decided to go back to his cell and wait for the young monk to come out. Well, the young monk, though he was fairly preoccupied, he heard shuffling in the corridor. So he went to his door and he looked out the tiny keyhole and saw the abbot there clear as day. And he knew he was discovered. He was really anxious, but he didn't want to let that burden the girl, so he didn't tell her anything about it. And he thought hard about how to avoid being severely punished. And so finally, without saying ever saying anything to the girl and pretending he wasn't anxious at all, he settled on a plan to avoid the punishment. Now, pretending that he had, you know, sort of had enough, he said, okay, 
I'm going to try to figure out how to get you out of here secretly without being seen. So you stay here and I'll go figure things out. Well, he took the key to his cell and he went straight to the abbot, looked him straight in the face, didn't give away any trepidation or anything, and said, this morning, I wasn't able to bring back all the wood that I had them cut. With your permission, I'd like to go into the forest and have the rest of the wood brought here. And he handed his key, as monks are wont to do when they, whenever they leave the little monastery place, he handed the key to the abbot. And the abbot was overjoyed. He figured, all right, the monk's going to leave. I can let myself into his cell and figure out a little bit more about what he did and what he was up to. I can learn about his sin. So the abbot took the key from the monk and there found the girl. And he didn't know, well, he, he knew she was in there and he didn't know if he should fling the door open and reveal her to all these other monks and show why this young monk was going to be punished so that they didn't complain about it later. But instead of doing that, he decided to first go see who she was. Maybe she was the daughter of, a, of an important man. Maybe she was a noble. You never want to mess with these things. And so instead of embarrassing the girl, he let himself quickly and quietly into the cell. Now, the girl was frightened, understandably. And as the abbot looked her over, he was consumed with the same overwhelming desires that had consumed the young monk. Why not? He thought. Suffering and sorrow are always available around here whenever I want them, and nobody knows she's here. Who's, who's to know? No one's ever going to find out, and a sin that's hidden is half forgiven. And you know, I might not have another opportunity, so might, might as well, right? Let's, let's get a little benefit from the things that have been given to others. So he calmed her down and he started sweet talking her and one thing led to another and she's not really made a stone and so she easily gave in and they climbed together into the monk's little bed in his cell. Now, this abbot wasn't exactly the sprightly young fellow that the monk was. He had a little bit of extra, extra heft to him. And so instead of, you know, being on top and maybe causing her some distress, he decided to go the other way around, right? Where he was a little bit underneath. Now, the young monk had only pretended to leave the monastery. He there he knew of a little hole where he could watch and see what happened. And so he peeked on what the abbot was doing to kind of have a little evidence against him later. The abbot decided after he was done and finished to scold the monk and have him locked up. And thus, later, the monk was brought before the abbot, scolded, and he ordered the fellows to put him in prison. Now, the young monk having anticipated all of this, said, Well, master, I've not been in the order of St. Benedict long enough to have learned every particular detail of its rules. Up to now, you hadn't shown me how monks are supposed, supposed to support women, just as they supported fasts and vigils. But now that you've shown me how, I promise you that if you pardon me this time, I'll never sin that way again. On the contrary, I'll always do exactly what I saw you doing. And the abbot knew that he was outsmarted. He pardoned the monk and imposed a vow of silence on him to make sure that the news never got out about what he'd seen. Together, they got the girl out secretly to avoid any sort of, you know, any sort of rumors flying or any distress on her part. But you better believe that afterward, they had her back fairly frequently. All right, and that's the story that he told. It's a quick one. And... I, I, I sort of see a, a collecting theme here in these stories that the people didn't exactly think much of the clergy, 
Um, this was supposed to be the time when there, there were more monks and more holiness. And this is what the abbot of the monastery is doing. So maybe when we think of all the dour monks back then, maybe holiness wasn't quite as rampant as we would maybe hope. Or at least these were the stories that, you know, were fun to circulate at the time. I don't have any really deep thoughts about this one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you're enjoying quarantine. So I will see you tomorrow. I hope you enjoy the story. Bye. Bye.